Get autographed copies of New York Times bestselling author Cynthia Bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com. Get inspired and motivated to be your best self with Be The Star You Are, 99 Gifts, and Be The Star You Are for Teens. Buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums. Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 Have a plan for your life. You've set goals. You know where you want to go. Congratulations on finding Star Style. Be the star you are. Our vibrant hosts, passion, purpose, and possibility producer Cynthia Bryan and her energetic daughter, healthy living specialist Heather Brittany, share the best roads, fastest detours, and successful strategies for a life worth living. Reach your potential with their personal achievement coaching, miracle moments, inspiring guests, titillating interviews, and business bites. Be introduced to new books and innovative ideas that encourage you to live a positive, sustainable lifestyle while achieving your dreams. Ignite your power, make a difference in the world, and shoot for the stars. It's the power hour of living, loving, laughing, and learning. On Star Style, be the star you are. Lend us your ears. The party starts now. Never say never. Live your dream. It's holiday party time. Hello, Power Partners. Welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, be the star you are, brought to the airwaves under the SBCs of Be the Star You Are charity. We are your hosts. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Whitney. And you are listening to us live on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where we strive to seed, stimulate, and support space for positive, meaningful conversations, because we want to help you realize that you already have everything you need to be the writer, producer, director, and star of your own life. We don't want you to wait for things to happen. We want you to create them. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are charity, chosen today uh, from the Moraga Chamber of Commerce as the charity for the year. So excited about that. You can make a donation at BeTheStarYouAre.org. And this is from Pierce Shelley. There is a harmony in autumn and a luster in its sky. And it's raining here in Northern California today. Heather, we're so happy. Do you have sunshine? Yeah, which I know it's not funny of us being happy for the rain, but if everyone knows California's uh, current situation of us being still in this drought, and I must say the good and bad of it is that it is mid-November and we are still having uh, days where it's 80 degrees and hot and sunny, um, but uh, we are longing for that rain because we need that for our state and for our earth, um, as well as it's kind of fun just to have the change of the seasons to be Exactly. With. Well, and look at what's happening in the rest of the country. I mean, there are snowstorms oh and floods and rainstorms. This morning, this morning I was saying it was cold. Um, you know, I had to put on my leg warmers, my little, my little scarf, and you know, it was ooh, so cold in the house. 
And then on the news, they're showing in New York how it's something, something below, and people, you know, trapped in their houses because of snow. So, yeah, when it comes down to it, not much to complain about. (laughs) Well, you know, it's so interesting that you say that because, uh, you know, I feel it's a little cooler up here now as well in Northern California, but it's still in the 60s. It's like 65, 68, which would be considered really hot somewhere else. But last week on our teen show, Express Yourself, Bruce, uh, the director um, of Kidstar, who works with Voice America Kids Network, he was saying, oh, we're freezing here in Arizona. And I said, well, how cold is it? You know, I'm thinking it's really cold. It was 89. (laughs) And And he said, it's time to get out the coats. So I'll have to wonder, ask Matt if he's feeling our engineer, if he's feeling cold today, too. But in any case, I'm very happy to see it's not raining really hard, but we have some drizzle. I just finished writing a review for rain chains, which are these wonderful um, chains that you can hang instead of a downspout. So the rain trickles down and it goes into your garden. But I've been waiting and waiting because we haven't had any rain to see it trickle down. Well, let's talk about what a fabulous show we have for you today, because uh, first of all, in our first segment, NRT for Two and Health Matters, we are going to be talking about healthy holiday eating and, you know, what is on your table. We want to keep you uh, happy, but we don't want your britches to break. But in segment two, my co-author, Pat Stone from Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, will be joining us because it's the 25th anniversary of his magazine, Green Prince, and that is such an incredible accomplishment. So it'll be really fun to be talking to Pat. And then in segment three, we will go into the garden for a little bit of garden gratitude, as well as what to do in your garden this time of the year. And Heather, I just have a couple of very quick announcements to make. Uh, because I'm very excited about it. First of all, you heard when we did the Miracle Moment just now, I was just notified just today that the Moraga Chamber of Commerce has selected Be the Star You Are as this year's Chamber Holiday Donation Charity. Awesome. And I'm so excited. Well, you know, it's so exciting because every year the Chamber chooses a charity organization to whom they direct their donations and contributions to. They've done St. Jude's Hospital. They've done Rescue One Foundation. They've done Fire Department, Toys for Tots. And, you know, Be the Star You Are was founded here in Moraga in 1999. And it's kind of like you're never a hero in your own hometown. And you never get acknowledged for anything. So we can win awards nationally, but we never win anything around here. So it was so exciting that they contacted me today and said, Be the Star You Are is the winner. So I don't know exactly what it all means, but we're really, really thrilled about it. And with that, uh, we'll be using a a lot of the donations because we're going to be giving books to Children's Hospital, both for UCSF Benahoff and also Children's Hospital uh, Oakland. And if people make donations of $100 to be the star you are, they can direct uh, a donation to whatever organization or hospital or whatever that they want. So please go to bethestarur.org and click on Donate. And you can send us an email if you have a specific donation. And also we're doing one extra special thing for the holidays. And we've never done this before. We are discounting our three signature books, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts for Living, Loving, Laughing, Be the Star You Are for Teens, and The Business of Show Business. We are selling them only through December 31st 
for $9.99 uh, plus the shipping, which is 55% off, and we've never, ever discounted them before. So people can get personal inscriptions and autographs, and this is your time to buy these signature books. And if you bought them before, you know how great they are. So I'm excited about all that. Okay, well, let's get to what's on our holiday menu. I mean, are you roasting, barbecuing, deep frying? Or you have plenty of leafy greens? You have vegetables? I mean, what are your favorite foods? Now, Heather, we know that you are a pescatarian. So what are some of the things that you are recommending for holiday banquets? Yeah, well, my big thing is, you know, uh, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, all these things, they only come around once a year, uh, thank God, <laughs> for various reasons. Um, and also, I mean, it's a great, you know, if, if we had these things all the time, they wouldn't be as special. But usually what holidays and holiday, and and one thing to say is that um, leading up to Thanksgiving, especially leading up to Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever, Festivus, whatever you do during uh, the month of December, um, it's usually not just one day, day of celebrations. It may possibly even be 30 crazy nights of continuing, um, you know, dinners and drinks and all that thing. And, you know, you why know, I not? Think Go ahead. I think, I think from, like, Thanksgiving all the way through the beginning of the first of the new year, it's like one yeah, continuous exactly. party. You just, it's like it's sort of how the things go with about, you know, taking up and down decorations, that whole uh, what is appropriate of how this how parties start and go. And usually, you know, people think, why not splurge? And the big thing is because you gain weight during the holidays, because it's a national pastime, the hence that people talk about, you know, things, turkey coma, Thanksgiving things that, you know, that's why, um, you know, being a fitness instructor, we get the biggest splurge of, um, you know, New Year's resolution, people coming into this whole thing, I'm going to be really naughty at the end of the year and then make up for all these things. Well, as we know, it is so, um, it's so easy to create a bad habit and so hard to create a new one. And also, it's so easy to gain weight It's also, and so hard to lose these things. So um, thinking of it, of it doesn't mean that, you know, you need to diet through the holidays or, or uh, be restrictive. It's just being mindful, you know, just as we're giving thanks. It's giving thanks to your body. I would say your body is the only thing you truly own, and it's the only thing you actually have. So take care of it. It's the only one. There isn't you can't go out to a new one. You have to take care of it. So the first thing right off the get-go, with the various holidays coming up, just thinking of Thanksgiving or Christmas and all these things, so you start to kind of eat uh, earlier in the day. Um, the big thing is get active earlier in the day. Maybe go for a pre, uh, pre-meal walk. Um, I know a lot of times, too, is doing a, a, an after-meal walk with things is always really great. Just getting active earlier in the day, and they have to say various things kind of spikes your heart rate, gets you going. Also, um, eat something earlier in the day. A lot of times uh, we think, you know, especially as women, that, you know, we have these parties coming up, we have Thanksgiving, you know, something that I'm just not going to eat anything during the day, um, and I'll be fine after that. Well, that's completely not the case. That, you know, as we know, when you starve your body, um, we've talked about this in various things, that um, your your metabolic rate you, it goes down, your body craves sugars, you're hungry. Eating breakfast. Um, having something more mindful, as you're saying, something, uh, whole grains, fruits, vegetables, um, even a light protein is good for you. Um, another thing, too, uh, that, you know, talking about if you are hosting Thanksgiving, 
sort of trick yourself and others of lightening up um, of using smaller dishware. A lot of times when we see these bigger uh, plates, we have this nonsense, this thing that we want to fill our plates. And the studies have shown, you know, if you have a smaller plate, people still fill them up, and they don't know that they're eating less because really what happens is when your body starts eating, you know, when you start eating, um, it takes about 20 minutes for the first signal um, in your stomach to say, oh, I'm full. So a lot of times people eat and eat and eat. And some of you might know when you go to a restaurant that if they, you know, you know when you're eating and you say, oh, I could not eat another bite, but they don't come and pick up your plate. And before you know it, you start picking and munching, and you go home just overly satisfied. And I don't mean satisfied in a happy way of just feeling gluttonous and not so good. Another kind of sneaky way that I like doing, what I've always liked, is finding healthier ways to cook things. Um, for example, and this, I mean, really you kind of have to look in because um, it isn't a foolproof for all things, but a big thing I like doing for uh, cakes, cupcakes, is substituting butters or oils for unsweetened applesauce. And really what it comes down to it is flour. And you've been doing that since you were a little girl. This is something oh. that you discovered years ago, and, it's, and they t- it tastes delicious. Oh, completely. And the one thing is, people don't know. People don't know these things. It's, I feel like people never know something is healthy until you say, oh, just by the way, you know, something, something's in it. And then that's when people say, oh, I can taste this. If you tell, you know, somehow, uh, this works for adults too, you know, how kids oftentimes, you can't say this is vegetables, this is healthy for you. You know, you have to, you have to make it look cute and, and call it something else and kids will eat it unknowingly and love them. Um, but there's that weird stigma about vegetables healthy and people think, oh, healthy food is going to taste bad, I'm not going to like this. Um, you know, so thinking with those things, um, other things, I mean, you could do, you know, substituting, um, you know, if you're making your, your stuffings using a vegetable broth. And so it's, again, as you said with me being a pescatarian, um, meaning that I'm vegetarian except I still do eat uh, seafood. So I can't completely say, you know, full on with that and I'm not vegan as well. But there's so many there's so many things um, you can do with that. Um, also, as I was saying, so you could use a vegetable broth. You could also just use a low-sodium um, broth instead, limiting um, limiting salt, putting in different spices, um, using skim milk over heavy condensed. They even make... Well, and I want to suggest, too, uh, if you season with a lot of herbs, you can eliminate the salts and the butters and the oils and... Uh, you know, it's amazing. Like we were talking about sweet potatoes, how everybody usually does them with marshmallows or maple syrup or, you know, really, really sweet and gooey and, and caloric and not so good for you when sweet potatoes are so great for you. Try doing them just with a little bit of uh, rosemary and sage and thyme and just put them on the top rack of the oven and roast them. And it's so, so good. And then top it with arugula. It's like yummy. Say, and I love that you did not mention a single butter or sugar because I feel people destroy and ruin um, any squash products because in general, squash, that whole thing, you know, that's butter, so it's spaghetti, squash, yams, potato, that whole kind of gourds, gourds is the category I want to correctly identify, are such um, a naturally dense, sweet product. I mean, once you cook them, if you were to eat them raw, they would taste very bitter. But as soon as heat... Um, mixes, it sort of, um, it turns on their internal sugars. Uh, it becomes very sweet, almost like nature's candy. 
And I think the biggest thing people do is they coat things in butter and sugar. And just as you said, you know, that a lot of times people think a butternut squash, uh, you, you open it and they, you know, you cook it with, with butter and brown sugar. And that's so not necessary. Um, I just recently have been on this uh, spaghetti squash uh, phase of cooking it, and I was thinking, oh, I'm going to do all these things. And I, eat it, I was like, oh, my God, this could almost be a dessert. And what I ended up doing, interestingly enough, is I just put um, some fresh basil, some fresh uh, sage in it, and we had just been on this wine thing, and we got um, some truffle oil and truffle salt, and I just, I mean, and I mean just a teensy, a, a teens of a teens teens, um, a little dash of truffle salt because it brought up this incredible thing. But then I also just had it completely plain. And I, I recently got a butternut squash, cooked it up thinking I was going to do something, you know, special to it, scooped it out, and I was like, oh, my goodness, this is so sweet on its and own. We destroy so things by adding all this other stuff to it. Right. It's exciting about vegetables is that until you really taste them in their pure form, you don't really know how delicious they are. And so just roasting things like that, it's amazing. And that's why you can, you know, people can make uh, desserts out of out of your vegetables. Well, we're running out of time, so let's just sort of wind it up. And oh, I just yeah, want perfect. Then my, my last sort of takeaways for the day, I'll try to make it short and sweet, is um, the holidays are all about spending time with friends and family. Savor your food. Slay, you know, take take uh, take breaks in between your bites. Enjoy the conversation at the table. Also, go easy on alcohol. A lot of times, we think we're going to save calories um, and you know drink more things, but alcohol is very caloric, and especially you know who knows eggnog, mulled wine, all that kind of stuff. And also, what happens? Alcohol slows down our metabolism, and a lot of times we get drunk, we get hungry. And we crave very unhealthy things. So keep that in mind. And last thing, police your portions. It's the holidays. Enjoy. Have fun. Be aware. Also, there's always a new year. Don't live with any regret that these are these times of celebration. You're being with friends and family. But remember, exercise is going to release endorphins in your body. It's going to make you feel, um, you know, release uh, any of those negativities or, or depression things you may feel after all this gluttonous. So exercise daily. Portion, uh, police your portions, take time and enjoy, and overall, just have a happy and safe holiday. And again, there's so many easy and quick ways of just going in the garden to enhance your meal. Your meal will take so much better, taste so much better with fresh herbs, fresh, fresh vegetables, and you don't need those added sugars or fats. And that's Excellent. not even saving calories, that's just saving your taste buds. Excellent advice in health matters. Thank you, Heather Brittany, for that. You are uh, really, really speaking to my heart because anything from the garden is always better. And speaking of the garden, when we come back from break, it is my co-author, my buddy Pat Stone, will be with us to celebrate 25 years of his amazing magazine, Green Prince, The Weeder's Digest. So stay with us because we're going to share the joys, the heart, and the soul of gardening when Pat joins us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. You are listening to us live on the Voice America Network. I'm Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we'll be back with more. Don't you go away. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. 
Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. Be the star you are. Light up the flame that burns. Make a world of difference in a world of differences when you support Be the Star You Are 501c3, a literacy and positive media charity dedicated to empowering women, families, and youth. Visit BeTheStarYouAre.org to make a tax-deductible donation today. Everyone counts. Donate today. BeTheStarYouAre.org Be the lucky star you are. Plug in your headphones and tune in to enlightening interviews with acclaimed authors and success experts as our Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, gabs with the gurus. Lend us your ears for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Now, here's Cynthia Bryan. Find all you need in a light We hope that you are thinking about smiles and not frowns, laughter not tears, health not sickness, gains not losses. Success, not failures, income, not expenses. And always remember, tomorrow is another day. You are listening to Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And I'm your host, your goddess gardener and your personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan, where we bring you every week the pioneers on the planet. Well, after all of these years, most of you know that I am a passionate gardener. And I was also blessed to be the co-author of the New York Times best-selling book, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul. And one of my co-authors was the amazing Pat Stone, former garden editor of Mother Earth News and the publisher of Green Prints, the Weeder's Digest. Well, the winter issue of Green Prints marks the 25th anniversary, I mean 25, 25 anniversary of this magazine Definitely a milestone to be celebrated in our modern technological era. And, of course, we have Pat with us to share these joys, this heart, this soul, this fun, and, of course, the work that went into publishing Green Prints. Hello, Pat. Welcome back to Star Style. Be the star you are. It's nice to talk to you, Cynthia. Absolutely. It is so great to have you on the show. And 25 years, I mean, all I can say is wow, wow, wow. This is really an accomplishment and a testament to all the hard work and dedication, not only of you, but your entire family, your wife, Becky, and your kids. I mean, this was a family endeavor. Pat, will you give us a little bit of the backstory of how you began Green Prince, how it was born, how it evolved, and 
probably how shocked you are that it's still like absolutely, a favorite absolutely. magazine. I used to be the garden editor at Mother Earth News. I'm in western North Carolina. That's where it was centered. And it looked like that was going to come to an end. They were going to move it away, change the whole magazine. I wanted to stay in gardening. I wanted to stay living on the farm where I am. So I thought, well, I'll start a gardening magazine, but there are over 100 how-to garden magazines. How can I compete with them? And I realized there's something they all leave out. In reality, all garden magazines are recipe-based. They're how-to. They're instruction. What you need, you have to have it. It's super important. But it's not all there is to gardening. There's so much more than the flowers and the food. There's the whole inner rewards, the humor, the heart, the satisfactions, the consolations. There's such a personal, nurturing side to gardening that isn't shared. So I started Green Prince to share the human side of gardening, and it really, truly is a weeder's digest. Um, it's a small magazine. It's twice been voted the best small garden magazine in the country, and it shares people's stories, people's true garden stories from all over the country and all over the world. I love the fact that you um, subtitled it The Weeder's Digest because, as gardeners, that is something that we're always doing in the garden. But what, you know, is so special about Green Prince is what you just mentioned is that ordinary people are sending in their stories. And as all gardeners know, there's a story in every garden. And, you know, I think every person has a story inside of them, but they don't always have an outlet for it. And this is a place that you have given people the opportunity to share what's happening to them and how their life has been changed or ratified or indulged or created by being close to the earth and working with the earth. How did you originally solicit the stories? I mean, where did you begin? Well, through Mother Earth, I had a lot of contacts, and there's just a lot of beautiful garden literature. And so I was able to kind of slowly build up a pool. But now anybody who's got a good garden story sends it to me because I'm the guy who runs them. You know, you're talking about the various ways gardening touches you in this 25th anniversary issue, which I'm super excited about. It's just a beautiful, big, extra issue. There's a story about how a woman helped a hummingbird that had an ant stuck in its bill, and the hummingbird let her hold it to fix her bill. And at the time, the woman was worried about whether she had cancer or not. And healing that hummingbird helped her heal her spirit. And at the same time, four pages later, there's a story about a little girl who loved her grandmother's garden, was reading a book about flower fairies, and put out all her Barbies in her grandmother's garden to be the flower fairies for her garden. Oh, that just gives me chills. That is just so sweet. And you could just go on and on with them. Well, you also have... Uh, you know, also have stories from famous people that oh, are in there. Absolutely. You know, in fact, I've saved this story for years. I have a story by Mark Twain. Wow. Anniversary issue. Mark Twain. He, he wrote for me just for this issue. Yes, um, I know he did. <laughs> <laughs> it's one somebody showed me years ago called How I Became an Agricultural Editor. And it's terrifically funny about how this how he takes over this agriculture paper for the editors going on vacation and doesn't know anything about agriculture, so he's saying, never, never shake the turnip tree. Always send the boy up the ladder to pick the turnips individually or you'll spoil them. And he puts in all these total fabrications about gardening and agriculture. 
And the elder uh, comes people back, probably believe the turnip tree. <laughs> the elder comes back totally distraught that this has happened. And, and the new guy says, hey, look at your circulation. And it's tripled because everybody's reading it. They can't put it down. It's a very funny piece. It's really funny. Well, you know, you're, you had your whole kids, your family uh, worked on this as well. And, you know, they work, I think your wife works in the circulation department. Your kids were stuffing em, en, um, envelopes, all of those kinds of things. How was this as a family endeavor? It was, I thought it was great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but what did they think, Pat? What well, did they think? I actually asked them this summer. I said, would you guys like to write a piece for this issue called Growing Up with Green Prints? I have four kids. And every one of them said yes, and they wrote me four stories about what it was like growing up, sticking labels on for weeks at a time. And I'm running one per issue for this anniversary year, and they're so touching and funny Aww. and insightful. And my oldest son, Nate, he's the one in this issue, and he talks about how, you know, it seemed kind of pointless to me at the time and just kind of labor, but I realized that what you do is you work on something you love. And now I'm a public school teacher in the inner city of Atlanta, and my life is completely different than my father's. There's no peace in the garden for me. But we're both chasing the soul of love and helping people. Wow. You know, isn't that amazing? Because we really don't know. We really, when we're raising kids, as any parent knows, we try to guide them, and we get them involved in things that we're involved in, you know, just because we're involved in them. But we don't know where it's going to lead them or how it's going to affect them. But the fact that they can take a different path and realize that the path that they walked with you as well has been a real teacher for them, that is so gratifying. That is just really, that's a wonderful story. How did you feel when you read these? <laughs> I would have been crying, Pat. Well, they're, they're very tender, but they're also pretty funny. Um, you know, Nate talks about, once again, Nate talks about how, yeah, life was great. And then three years later, I got a baby sister. Ha! <laughs> then three years after that, I got another baby sister. Then three years after that, I got another baby brother. And then three years after that, right on schedule, came Green Prince. <laughs> so they're not too hard written <laughs> oh that is very funny well we are speaking with Pat Stone he is the editor the creator of Green Prince the Weeders Digest which is celebrating its 25th anniversary this year when you think of any magazine out there to celebrate 25 years in this age of the internet and everything online is just really, really an incredible milestone. So, uh, Pat, we just are so happy to have you on this on the show here. I want to give the website out so that people can pick up an issue, greenprints.com. And, uh, Pat, people can order back issues as well because we were talking about these, this can make, this is such a great magazine, and when you read when I read like testimonials from people, uh, I was reading one lady who I I think it, he or she was like eighty eight or something, and realized that this was the only magazine that really spoke to her soul and what she wanted to feel in the garden. Uh, so people can order back back orders as well as they can get a whole subscription. Tell us how to do that. Okay, well, as you mentioned, the website is greenprints.com. Green prints like thumbprints that are colored green. 
1997 per subscription. A Christmas subscription comes with a holiday card, with a bonus issue, the Weeders Reader, and it starts with this 25th anniversary issue, which is the most special issue I've ever made, a beautifully themed and illustrated issue. So it comes with all those things, goes for a whole year, and it makes a t- terrific gift for a gardener you care about. Um, it's, you know, it's always spring when your wonderful magazine arrives. One writer told, one reader told me, one of them said, I kiss each issue when it arrives. Oh, I love that. No, it's very touching. So greenprints.com is the place to learn about it. Greenprints.com. And again, Pat Stone is the editor and the creator of it. And you, do you, is it you, Pat, or do you have somebody else that gets like any advertisements, et cetera? Because if there are garden companies that want to put an ad, they can do so, correct? Oh, yeah, yeah. I sell the ads. I empty the trash. I balance the books, Cynthia. Yes, you wear, <laughs> you wear many, many hats. And on top of that, this is just kind of an aside, but just to know it, so that our listeners can learn how versatile Pat is. He is a major canoeer. I mean, you have a, you call it a creek or a stream a few minutes from your house. It looks like a rushing river to me. And these pictures of you going in your canoe are just crazy. And you do this how many days a year? I mean, like every chance you get, right? This is I, your. I, I did it yesterday, Cynthia. Oh, really? <laughs> in 40-degree oh, my... weather. It was great. It's got eight-foot drops in it. It drops 200 feet in one mile. It's a terrific creek. I'm very blessed to have it nearby. Wow. Now, do you wear a wetsuit? In winter, you wear something called a dry suit. A dry is, suit. It's it, that cold. Yeah, yeah. It has these neoprene gaskets. It keeps your body completely dry. Otherwise, I couldn't do it. I was wondering about that because you're you're always out there. Well, let's get back to Green Prints because it is just it's so it's such a special publication that uh, you know you really should be singing you should be singing from the high altars right now. You also have amazing illustrations. Tell us about the illustrations. I've got gorgeous illustrations. I have 14 different illustrators from all over the country, Canada, one from Australia that draw for me every issue. And I don't pay them much, but they do it because they love the magazine and they love the creativity they get to use with it. So, no, it's got gorgeous art. It's, it's, um, ah, I just love their art. Can I t- just tell you one little holiday story? Oh, yeah, please tell us. Do you, we want all the stories. Just to give you a little taste, this one's called A Penny in My Boot. And it's written by Todd Brady of Dearborn Heights, Michigan. Yesterday, I came home from work very tired. I went to the living room, pulled off my boots, and lay down on our sofa for a nap. My five-year-old daughter, Holly, came in to visit and look at the Christmas tree. I asked her to put a penny in the water well of the tree stand. I'd heard long ago that a penny in water releases a preservative of some sort. Holly asked me why. Because it makes the tree last longer, I replied. It doesn't die as quickly with a penny in there. I gave her a penny, and she crawled into the tree and put it in the water well. Soon after, I fell asleep on the couch. Eventually, I got up long enough to migrate to the bedroom. This morning, I got up and went off back to work. By the time I finished the 40-minute commute, I noticed a funny feeling in my right boot. As I walked around at work, I kept feeling something in there. After a while, I took my right boot off and put my hand inside, but, but I couldn't find anything. I put my boot back on. I still felt something. Finally, I took my boot off again and tipped it over to pour out whatever was inside. A penny dropped out. My warm-hearted little daughter had put a penny in my boot. 
so I would last longer, too. Oh. oh, you know, it's stories like that that just warm a person's heart. And, you know, to think about all of these, these people around the world who are sharing their soul, and doesn't it make us all feel connected? Because we all have similar experiences. Absolutely. And gardening is a very sharing experience. And there's a community of gardeners, and this is one way gardeners can share with each other. They really, a lot of people found great, great meaning by having this magazine. And that's, I think that's the thing, is that there is, it's more, as you said, it's not a how-to magazine, although some stories will share a few things about how to plant this or how to grow that. But mostly, the, all of it in there is really the spirit of gardening. It's the soul of gardening. It's the ramifications and the conclusions that we arrive at and how we find patience and peace and responsibility and love and thoughts and just all those wonderful, wonderful virtues that are part of being a gardener. I mean, I know for me, I just constantly lose time in the garden and I'm so grateful for the, the gardener's life, you know, digging deep, putting my hands in the dirt. And that's and I, how I also, your readers. I also share a lot of humor in the magazine because gardeners have to learn to laugh at themselves. Oh, boy, is that I a, true? I have a regular feature of people's mistakes because we all make them. One of my favorites is the man who, when he first grew green beans, he didn't realize that when they sprout, they, put the, they push the seed right out of the ground. And he came outside and saw all these seeds coming out of the ground, and he thought, oh, my gosh. I planted my green beans upside down. So he, took, <laughs> he took everyone, turned it around, and replanted it. Roots waving in the breeze. <laughs> so you do learn things. Sometimes the things you don't want to know. I like that that you include the humor. How do you choose the stories? Because I'm sure that you get uh, bombarded. Can um, Are you accepting stories from anyone? Can people just go to greenprints.com and submit? Yeah, there's writer's guidelines up there. I'm always looking for more good stories. Absolutely. I'm, I'm blessed with the ones I have, but I can always use more. Well, that's the, that's the fun part is that there's going to be a plethora of stories. There's a never-ending stream of garden um, adages that happen. I mean, don't you think? I mean, do you ever, are you ever just outside and you realize, oh, my gosh, this is hysterical? I mean, there's so many things that happen when we are in the garden. Share something else with us from Green Prince. That's oh. something that's your favorite. Okay. All right. Um, here's a little story called Flowers Grow in a Garden. It's one of my favorite touching stories um, by Norma Johnson. I tell anyone who asks that my love of gardening came directly from my father. What I don't reveal is that he taught me about a greater kind of love as well. Father's flower garden was beautiful and perfect. Everything was neat and in its place, even the white picket fence. Many paths separated the sections of his garden. One might hold daisies and flocks, another colorful foxgloves and daylilies. My mother would often wander up and down the paths, gazing at the beautiful flowers. One day she must have wanted to spruce up our little house because she picked a large bouquet. I'd never seen her do that before. And indeed, the base of reds, yellows, and pinks on the kitchen table brightened up our whole home. That night, when Father walked into the kitchen after work, he took one glance at the bouquet and exploded. Are those my flowers? He demanded. Your flowers? Mother answered. I always thought it was our garden. Now you say they're your flowers? 
You're darn tootin' there, my flowers. I planted them, weeded them, and watered them. You can look at them, but you aren't supposed to pick them. Well, excuse me, Mother said, tears rolling down her face. You just keep your precious flowers. I'll never go into your garden again. She ran into the bedroom, slamming the door behind her. I tried to stay invisible throughout this tirade. Father stood looking at the closed door. Then he headed out the backyard, probably to assess the damage to his garden. I slipped out the front, figuring it was a good time to visit my friend's house. Hopefully, when I came back, the atmosphere would be a little more sane. About an hour later, I did come back. I dreaded going to the house. But when I opened the door, I got the surprise of my life. My mother was sitting on the couch, smiling. And my father was next to her, with his arm around her. When I looked around the room, it was easy to see why she was beaming. Every flat surface in the whole house had a jar of freshly cut flowers. I remember thinking that Father's garden must be pretty bare. My father had finally realized that flowers may be grown in a garden, but they, and love, should never be imprisoned behind a white picket fence. Oh, Pat, that is such a tender, lovely story. That is incredibly touching. You know, when you receive these stories in the mail, do you do you have a panel that reviews them, or do you just read them and choose, or is it a family operation, or is the dog? Uh, I get all the blame, Cynthia. It's all, I'm, I'm taking the heat. I'm going to do it one way or the other. <laughs> I love it, but these are so these are so wonderful. So. Um, Again, anyone, if you have a garden story out there, you can find writer's guidelines at greenprints.com. But most of all, as you can tell, you will want to get a subscription. Greenprints.com, a subscription for yourself, for every gardener in your household. It's a great gift. And now it's the 25th anniversary. So you're going to get a really special edition Plus all these other little welcome gifts, you know, the card and the other things that Pat was talking about. Pat, do you want to wrap it up? Because I, I really like everything that you, we could just continue talking and reading, having you read stories because they, you have 25 years worth. Yeah, I got a few. I just would like to say how grateful I am to have gotten the privilege of doing this magazine for so long. I get to share people's stories. I get to share their heart and their love and their humor. I get to be the, 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 the roundhouse for these things. They come in here and they go out there. And people respond to them and love them and enjoy them. And all I'm doing is passing them on. It's been a great blessing for me and for the people who get the magazine. And this is why you are 25 years, is because it's a blessing that goes all the way around. The people that get to share their stories are blessed to have you publish them in Green Prince. So again, this is Green Prince, the Weeders Digest, celebrating 25 years of publication with heart, with soul, with spirit, with love, with humor, really the human side of gardening. And in every single issue, you will be delighted with from all of your senses. And if, if you're not a gardener today, you're going to want to be one just to <laughs> share in this kind of love. Well, Pat, congratulations to you, your family, all of your readers and your writers and your illustration people, everyone who has been a part of the Green Prince family. 
are celebrating right now in this wonderful garden magazine that is uh, truly a gift to the universe. So uh, my kudos to you for, you know, it's not easy to do a magazine. It's not easy when the finances are tough, but you have plowed through it and you keep digging in there no matter what. So what uh, what an honor for you to have 25 years behind you. I'm, I'm, I'm personally stunned. I never even thought about it. I'm very grateful for it. And I'm grateful for you, Cynthia, for talking to me tonight and telling other people about it. Well, thank you. And have a wonderful holiday season for you and your family and your friends. And be safe in all those rapids in your canoeing. And continue surviving, thriving and sharing this wonderful side of gardening. Here's to another 25 years of green prints. You know, it's going to, it'll survive the ages. Please, everyone, go to greenprints.com and order your subscription now, greenprints.com. Pat, thanks for joining us here on Star Style. Be the star you are. And thank you, Cynthia. Many happy more years for you with what you're doing, which is also wonderful and valuable. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's always fun to have you on the show. My gratitude to you and my gratitude to Green Prince. Well, when we come back from break, you know, we know that the leaves have turned their sunset colors. The trees are bare. Many places in the United States are already covered in snow. But we're going to take a stroll through the autumn garden with gratitude and grace. So stay with me. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Back in a bit. And thanks to Pat, go to greenprints.com. I'll be right back. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. Do you know the importance of a first impression? Studies reveal that when someone meets you for the first time, 80% of that first impression has nothing to do with the words you speak. 50% of that impression is through your body language and your personal appearance. 30% is the tonality of your voice and the energy you project. Therefore, only 20% is dependent on your words. So in order to make a great first impression, Practice boosting your level of energy and enthusiasm while transforming your body language to project confidence and interest in the other person. As you interact with another person, watch his or her body language and tailor your conversation to reflect that. We only have one shot at a first impression, and that imprint may be the difference between success or rejection. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information on coaching or consulting, visit star-style.com or call 925-377-STAR. That's 925-377-7827 to book your session. This business of show business is calling out to me. 
Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. your energy and jumpstart your dreams with positive life-changing interviews and star-studded conversations on our award-winning program star style be the star you are hosted by the passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryan now back to the power party find all you need in a light well, I sure appreciate you staying here with us here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, where the world comes to talk and to listen. I am Cynthia Bryan, and I am thrilled to be here with you every week from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific, coming live on the Voice America Network. Well, during this time of year, we find ourselves giving thanks for our family, our friends, our health our jobs, but how often do we stop to give gratitude for Mother Nature? As I strolled through my garden during my daily morning meditation walk, I was overcome with appreciation for the natural world that surrounded me. My garden enhances and nourishes all of my senses. The bright crimson leaves on my liquid amber tree cloaked in its autumnal wardrobe. It's just a beautiful sight to behold. And the fragrance from my angel face roses, even in their decline, is such a sweet scent that I would like to bottle it. The quail calling to one another, the gurgling of the fountains, the whistling of the wind. Oh, all these sounds, they calm my spirit and they engage my inspiration. And on my rounds, I always stop to sample the edibles. You know, tasting those new florets on my cabbage, a sprig of mint to freshen my breath, or plucking a fuyu apple persimmon just for a quick breakfast. Touching everything, I arrive back in my kitchen with bouquets of blossoms and branches to uh, to decorate my desk. And over the years, I've developed what I call a sixth sense surrounding my outside world. I feel more connected to life, more connected to nature and especially more connected to myself while I'm in the garden. And for this, I am very, very grateful. So this year, when I'm celebrating the holidays, my table is going to be laden with the goodness from my garden, including my mashed potatoes infused with thyme and sage and rosemary. I will stuff my turkey with orchard apples and onions and grapes. And a fresh salad will be from the baby lettuces, arugula, fennel, and some of my Fuyu persimmons. Grace is going to be one of gratitude for the bounty and the beauty that Mother Nature provides every day of the year. Every time I leave work in San Francisco and I'm crossing that Bay Bridge, I witness that spectacular sunset in my rearview mirror, and I breathe a sigh of relief as I see the grazing cows on the hillside coming into view There's a forest of trees, there's the smell of the grasses in the open space, and the sounds of nature replace the honking horns and the urine-soaked sidewalk odors of the city. I just give thanks that I have the opportunity to spend my days in a rural environment where I breathe clean air and I enjoy the lushness of the valley, yet I live so near to cultural amenities. And with this countryside, I am home, and home is where my heart is. 
and for this. I am so grateful. So there really is a harmony in nature and a luster in the sky, as I said at the top of the hour, with the miracle moment. And when we approach our holidays, we feel like, you know, autumn is cool and crisp and winter is just around the corner. There's been the changing of the leaves. The chrysanthemums are blooming. You know, I picked my first Narcissi way back in October, a full month before they are normally even starting. The climate is definitely changing, and as gardeners, we struggle to keep pace. But this is a great time to start planting. If you live in California, you want to get your spring-blooming bulbs into the ground. I usually plant mine all the way through January so that they'll naturalize. Once the ground chills to about 55 degrees, you can start that process of planting your bulbs uh, and use uh, soil that is well-drained, like a good loam, because they need to receive uh, six hours of sunlight daily, so make sure you plant your bulbs in a sunny place. Now, in where I live in California, we have a very dense, nutrition-lacking clay soil, And we have to amend it with sand and peat moss and compost before digging the holes. Now, all flower bulbs require a neutral pH soil around 7. So in order to develop a strong root system that supports flowers. You you might live in a different part of the country or a different part of the world. And you might already be covered in snow. But remember, if you are covered in snow, nothing is dead under there. Snow is actually a blanket that is actually mulching your soil and keeping all everything that's under it warm, so don't despair. Mother Nature is busy spreading her wild seeds right now in our area via, via the wind, the birds, the animal fur, and even our stocking feet. And in our book, Chicken Soup for the Gardener's Soul, we had a lovely story about how you can plant a garden by just putting on old socks and tramping through the uh, the you know the pods of flowers that have been spent, and then planting your socks in your garden. Now, most flowers are going to need the colder months to rest and to germinate. So before the geese head south, walk around your yard and ponder what you're going to need to do this winter to improve, to include, to edit, or to change something for spring. Our year of outdoor work is truly winding down as our celebration of gratitude approaches. So you can get ready for a respite. Now, here are some things that you want to start doing in your garden now. You can protect your plant roots by mulching your garden. You can grind fallen leaves with a mower to reduce particle size and increase the decomposition time. Turn the soil in your vegetable garden. Pull out any unwanted growers like mint. or You want to add buckets of compost. Plant a nutrigen-rich cover like you can do fava beans. Uh, you can do clover. I just personally just did clover in my garden, and I also added mustard to my garden. And blanket the ground with straw and continue mulching until planting time in the spring. If you have snow, it's already mulching itself, so you don't have to worry about that. But you want to suppress weeds while enriching the soil, and you can do that by laying newspaper, three or four sheets, on your bare earth. The newspaper will biodegrade, and the zinc in the ink adds nutrients to the mulch. You can cover that newspaper with straw, leaves, or wood chips, and then that will continue adding more nutrients. Dig up any bulblets of mother bulbs with numerous offshoots because you can separate and replant those in other areas right now. 
Now, before you plant your ranunculus or your anemone tubers, you want to soak them in some tepid water overnight for at least three or four hours, and then plant them in three inches deep and six inches apart in well-drained soil in full sunlight. Also, if you want to plant wisteria, you can do the same thing. If you had a wisteria plant and the pods have fallen, you can pop those seeds out, soak them in water for about um, three days, actually, and then plant the seeds. They'll sprout in five or six days, and then you can plant them, I mean, five or six weeks, and then you can take the sprouts and plant them in your garden. But make sure you have a support system for them because... Uh, wisteria, people don't know this, can live 500 years. So that's definitely going to be a legacy. You might want to check out uh, rain chains for an alternative to downspouts. You can go to rainchainsdirect.com for information. I have them in my garden, and they are really, really beautiful. This is the time to force bulbs. You can also deer-proof your bulb garden with a collection of allium and fritillia and English blue bear, bell and narcissus and crocus and anemone and hyacinth and peonies because those are beautiful floral displays that will last from April through July. The other thing is uh, if you're in California, you may want to collect your rainwater in barrels or large garbage cans, and we're crossing our fingers that we actually get more rain. And guard against unexpected frost by watering deeply and covering susceptible shrubs with burlap fabric or blankets. And celebrate this whole holiday season with gratitude. And you might just want to put an arrangement of of roses or branches or whatever in the garden Happy gardening and happy growing to you. And don't forget our special book sale for the holidays. You can buy uh, copies of Be The Star You Are and Be The Star You Are for Teen and The Business of Show Business at the extra small price. Go to starstyleradio.net and click on store. So thanks so much for being great listeners and allowing Heather and I into your life every week as your personal growth coaches And we thank you for joining us here on the Voice America Network Live. For more information about Star Style, visit us at star-style.com. Please consider making a donation to Be The Star You Are charity for the holidays. Visit bethestarur.org or btsya.org and make a donation today. Our aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being and know you're already a star and cherish the past. Dream of the future, but celebrate today. And read something great this week. Pick up Green Prince. Go to greenprince.com and order a subscription. You will love it. Until next week when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep you happy. I am Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Have a wonderful week. Dream, create, inspire, make a difference, and most of all, celebrate these holidays with a gratitude, gratitude and grace, and we appreciate you. Thanks for joining us. We'll celebrate again next week. Be the star you are, the star you are.
It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to be the star you were born to be. For more information, visit www.starstyleradio.com. And to make a donation to the charity, go to www.bethestarur.org. Ignite the flame that burns brightly within. Take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany, every Wednesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, right here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style. Until we celebrate together next week, be the star you are. You are.